Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. If you're like most parents, you are concerned about your kids and their screen time. It is amazing how much screens rule our world now. Maybe you're actually a rare parent where your kids don't do a lot of screen time, and I would commend you. Um, A number of years ago, I wrote this book, I Can't Say That, in the workbook there, um, Going Beyond the Talk. And even the stuff I say in there, I feel like I've changed uh, just in the last couple of years and gotten a lot more strict when it comes to what I believe is healthy for our kids. Today, I want to discuss this book here, Glow Kids. Glow Kids is an incredible research-backed book just chock full of research that's basically calling us out. What it's doing is it's telling us our kids are not okay. I think we know that. I think we can look around our world and see our kids are not okay. The kids, what they're struggling with, um, where they're at, and we need to know what to do. Yes, we need to know why. We also need to know what to do. So today I want to talk talk a little bit about why. How did we get here? How did you and I as parents actually almost get left behind, if you will? I love technology. The room I'm in is full of technology. I love screens and TV and shows and movies, but it's gotten out of hand. Most of us that carry a smartphone around as parents were not the best examples. So this word addiction comes up. So in the Glow Kids book, the title, the uh, subtitle, How Screen Addiction is Hijacking Our Kids and How to Break the Trance. And it is. It is literally hijacking uh, their time, their energy, their friendships, and I'm seeing it across the board with the work I do in terms of the way it's changing who they are. So addiction is a really important word. I think we throw the word around a lot sometimes. We don't always know what it means or what we even mean by it. But when we get addicted, it's something else replacing something that we um, need. We actually do need relationships. We do need stimulation. We do need um, to feel like we belong. And there's something... There's things that can actually take place of that or make me feel better. So we'll talk through that here in a minute as well. But the thing about um, screens is it's the idea of limitless possibilities. It's unlimited possibilities. And the fact is, is you and I are boring. Siblings are boring. Friends end up being boring. When online, I can have absolutely limitless possibilities. And what is it doing? We have an absolute inability to focus. We have the least kind of attention span than we've ever had in history because we can't sit and just listen. Um, This is affecting everything in terms of work, performance, um, and then the ability to achieve, which is going to really be a scary one. What about the real experience versus digital experience? You know, this year we're finding out that a lot of us can't do school online. And I think that's a very important revelation that school online, uh, I can go to YouTube and learn almost anything. But why don't I? Because there's something about education in person. There's something about relationships in person. Um, Many of us do, though. We learn a lot of things. So it's a tool, but it's different. We need to understand the difference. That real world is very different than digital. Being in community and around a person is different than just virtual. It is a tool, and it's a good tool. We're thankful for the tool. Um, An interesting quote here, Neil Postman, a New York um, University professor, he wrote a piece called Amusing Ourselves to Death. 
Now think about this, amusing ourselves to death. I read that and I go, that's today. Except he wrote that in 1985, 25 years before the iPad was invented. He was saying we are just through television, amusing ourselves to death. I know when I used to walk into nursing homes and work with patients there, um, it broke my heart how many were just there to watch the next TV show and show and another show and another show till they died. Are we amusing ourselves to death? Is that actually the most important thing? The next show, the next release of something or binge watching? Uh, my kids don't even understand the idea of the whole, you watch a show and the next episode is released a week later. We live in such an on-demand world it's literally digital morphine, as this book um, says. So a video game, is it, you know, what, what kind of effect does it have on me? Did you know that they are actually using video games instead of morphine for burn patients? It literally is more numbing than morphine. That should scare us. We are letting our kids play endless sometimes games and it's numbing them. And then we wonder why there's a fight with us. Here's another interesting term that this book brings up, dopamine tickle. If you have an addictive brain or you're predisposed to addiction, you have a lower a baseline level of dopamine, which means it doesn't take much. You just need the tickle and you're happy and you'll go for the next tickle and the next tickle and the next tickle and you're fine. And that is terrifying. We need to raise the bar, not lower the bar. This is um, said to be something that is ruining lives. I would agree. I would agree with the research. I hope you see what I'm saying, and I hope you're actually a little nervous because of what we need to do. Now, another really big piece is texting and social media. Man, we could talk forever about this. There is a big disconnect um, between reality and fantasy. And the sad thing is, is as old as we can remember people have you know written letters to someone in prison and fallen in love with them and that's not a real relationship texting is becoming like that and it's a illusion of real connection an illusion of real connection we have kids who think they're all connected and they're as disconnected as ever before and it's playing out as they age as they get older and what's crazy is we're still in the middle of this experiment Mean Girls, Social Media, and Suicide. You know that there's a connection between these. We don't want to admit it. We don't, social media, you know, moguls don't want to admit it. But this is true. That we are creating very disturbed boys and girls. Boys more so with video games, to be stereotypical here. And girls with social media. And yes, they're all affecting everyone. You can get bullied at school. And then before you get home, have an email, a text message, a tweet, a Snapchat, and whatever else saying something negative to the point where we're destroying lives and the suicide rate is showing us that. I highly recommend parents watching that TV show, 13 Reasons Why, just the first season. Um, and that's hard to actually say because it's got a lot of language and the last episode has a very violent scene in it. But our kids are facing this. Our kids are seeing this. Our kids are consuming this. And then us as parents, if we're not with them and listening and being patient and maybe even taking stuff away and drawing lines, we are actually part of the problem, which should be scary. Social media and vulnerable girls is another big one. If you think about what's on TikTok and what's on other social media platforms, 
these young women are throwing themselves at the next sexual predator. Someone that can come along and take them. We need to stop this. I don't want your sons as being those predators, or, or taken for that matter, but also your daughters to be protected. What we post online matters. I know many employers that will actually go stalk your social media before they hire you because it tells them a lot about who you are. There's an increase in clinical disorders and direct correlation of social media um, and, and screens when it comes to clinical disorders. There's a new one that's interesting. It's called electronic screen syndrome. Electronic screen syndrome. So screens, regardless of content, wreak havoc on uh, still developing nervous systems and mental health of a child. These need to stay out of the hands of younger children and then be limited when it comes to up to adolescence. Now, if you look at the, a few podcasts ago, I did one on the coddling of the American mind. One of the things that they in their research said was I would not, they would not give a cell phone to a teenager unless they were willing to hand over a handgun to them. They saw the handgun as being less dangerous than a social, uh, social media, actually, but a smartphone. We need to take that into consideration and think about this. Um, it is a disorder of dysregulation, and this is referring to the electronic screen syndrome. It's a disorder of dysregulation, inability in children to modulate their moods, uh, attention, or level of arousal in an appropriate and healthy manner. This is critical, and we must focus on helping our kids um, rise above, above this, where, where we're at right now. Screens overstimulate a child's nervous system into fight-or-flight mode, exacerbating disorders like ADHD, depression, oppositional defiant disorder, and anxiety. All the things we're seeing increase like crazy from the beginning of uh, smartphones and social media. There are direct connections between screens and the ADHD effect. It may not be ADHD, it's the effect of and screens in depression. We have so much research that actually points video games, uh, tying it to aggression in video games to psychosis. And it's the end of the innocence of playing outdoors. I don't know about you, this makes me nervous. It makes me ask questions as to how I can do better. I hope that you'll actually consider reading this book, Glow Kids. Um, check out my book, I Can't Say That. It gets into the sex sexual part and all the questions we have from a biblical sexual ethic. And the goal is that we empower our children to rise above the current culture, the, the stressors around us. I believe as Christians, we should be different. I believe that we should stand out because our kids are different and they're raised different. And I'm not sure all the elements of what that's going to look like for you, but I think it, one of those begins with how we relate to screens. And I don't mean get rid of them. I actually really don't. I mean boundaries around them, stewardship of them. And guess what? It starts with us as parents how we steward them, how we set up boundaries, how we don't have our phone in our hand all the time, how we're not always distracted just scrolling ourselves because it's just killing us softly. And I hope you will use this as a chance to kind of reset, to rethink, and to realize that we're at a really critical point in our world right now where we're going to be either good examples to our kids or not. And this is going to affect your marriage. This is going to affect your productivity. This is going to affect everything. And what's interesting is I'm shooting this right now on a smartphone. And we have amazing tools. And so we need to remember these smartphones and all this stuff are tools. I'm posting this on social media, which is a tool. It's not meant to take us away from real life. So engage with your family, do stuff with your family, and make sure your family is a priority. Bless you.
Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.